make it move, Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs when we move the bases Houston, we got a problem, taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed, coming at you with topics Mr. Henny with logic, baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up, you run a 4 now flat It's imperative, transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch the... We got the dudes from the Three Man Weave on right now. They're a sports podcast. We follow them on Instagram. They have awesome content, a lot of uh, educated opinions. Um, They know their stuff. So, guys, introduce yourselves to our audience. Let everyone know who you guys are, what you guys are about, where you're from. Uh, well, first of all, we want to send a special thank you to JDF for having us on. You got your favorite guys from the Three Man Weave hey. podcast. First up, you got me, your guy Cannon. You already know it's your boy Hill. He'll go Hill regardless, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> and it's me, man, AJ El Presidente. Let's have some fun, man. Ooh, I Whoa, love it. I love that energy coming off. I love already. it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got? So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Kind of, you know, where you guys came from, how you guys started it. Um, what, what a podcast, you know, um, our, our main thing with our podcast is that we're trying to change the narrative from, um, the everyday noise that you get or the everyday chatter that you get from the mainstream media. We like to touch, uh, the back end and deep in the crevices of the topics. We get real freaky like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You guys get up in there. Not afraid for it. All right. I, I, I vibe with that. So um, now you guys, you, you're, are you all from the same town? You guys know each other? You, you know, grow up longtime friends or? Well, we all went to school together, Virginia State University, and that's how we uh, met and linked up from there. Word. Yeah. Like blue. And so, and so right now we pretty much, um, Hill and I, we broadcast from the Washington, D.C. area. Um, that's where we're um, repping out of. And AJ, he's currently... Uh, Rapping right now, I'm, I'm I'm in I'm in Chicago right now, but we usually recording out of Tampa, Florida. So I, I had to go to the Sunshine. Uh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, all right. So now I want to talk some sports with you guys. We just had a big NBA night last night. The NBA yes, lottery. Did. Pelicans get the number one pick. Knicks fall Lots. to three. The Grizzlies and Lakers surprise. Phoenix Suns, Chicago Come Bulls, on, they get a little screwed. What's your guys' takes on everything that happened last night? So, all right, listen, before we even start any of this, this is rigged. How the Lakers have 1% chance, 1%, and they get they get into the top five? Come on, man. You can't you can't tell me. This is, the, the whole storyline, they're trying to build all these teams up. They want to get LeBron, whoever he need to get, because they about to send whoever they got to down to New Orleans. New Orleans, look, they say, hey, you about to lose your best player, so we're going to get you somebody else. Now here's my question. Phoenix? I want to know how does Nobody LeBron like Phoenix, man. <laughs> how does LeBron James go from the Cleveland Cavaliers to the LA Lakers, and then the LA Lakers get the the, the higher pick than the Cleveland Cavaliers do? That doesn't make sense to me at all. This whole thing is rigged. That screams rigged, and right? I've been telling people all year, Fitz. I've been saying like all these New York Knicks that's, fans that's been not, coming at me. That's not Fitz. No, this is Fitz. That was Fitz. That's Fitz. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Like I was saying, Fitz, I've been telling people all year. 
these Knicks fans, they've been on my timeline. They've been coming at me talking about we're guaranteed to get the number one pick. And I've been telling them, like, listen, the NBA draft lottery is rigged. And the fact that they don't even show the bouncing balls, all they do is show us envelopes, that screams rigged to me. So it's like they're going to put it wherever they want. And like you said, the fact that LeBron left the Cavs, come to the Lakers, and end up with a better pick, that's insane. And, and you have teams like like Chicago and Cleveland who like as in, like looking at the NBA, uh, those are teams that need that superstar like to keep superstar, those small markets. Yeah. yeah. So then they they're looking at it like okay, well now we want we we want Anthony Davis to stay in New Orleans. We don't want to lose that market. I mean, we all just mm-hmm. saw what just happened with the Saints. Yeah. They still won't yeah. they won't quiet up about what happened against the Rams game. They're passionate fans. They want to bring that out Absolutely. in a basketball format. The NBA wants to reach NOLA. So, hey, this is what we're going to do for you guys. We're going to give you Zion Williamson. And now everyone's in an uproar because not only does Zion – I mean, it appeared to me last night he doesn't want to play for him and him he and laughs. RJ. They're laughing, they're laughing together. His interview, he even pick. came out and said, "I was hoping that the New York Knicks would get the number one pick and I could be a Nick." And now there's like rumors, which I don't think that he would be stupid enough to do this. And I want your guys' take on it. He's out there saying that you know he hasn't signed an agent. If he wanted to go back to Duke, he could. We all know what happened. He blew out his shoe. He could have injured mm-hmm. himself. This was the face of college basketball last year. Yep. And with everything that goes on in the NCAA with them not playing their players, I think it would be real dumb for him to go back. I don't think he does it. But now we're in a situation, um, my, my producer intern Kearns, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Now you're in a situation where, like, you have a guy that doesn't, like, he's basically publicly coming out and saying, I don't want to play for the Pelicans. And they're like, oh, well, shit. And then Anthony Davis already said, Hey, uh, regardless of what happens, I want out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say like this. He's not he he may say that he doesn't want to you know stay, go play for New Orleans or whatever. That's maybe just be a bargaining chip that he's trying to use to get out of it and pull a, a Archie Manning and get out of New Orleans. Yeah. But it's not gonna happen, dog. Because at the end of the day, they own your rights. You can you think you can go back to school? Yeah. When uh when Nike's trying to show that throw that bag at you mm-hmm. when you gonna get this contract. You're not going back to school to live in no dorm room and, you know, eat in the calf. No, sir. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Especially when you're from the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. Dog, go get your money. It don't right, matter. Right. If I'm Coach if K, too, and I see Zion walk back in there. If I'm Coach K and I see Zion walk back in, I'm like, hey, turn around and go back out. What are you hell are you doing back here? <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Go get some money in the NBA. Like, what are you doing back here? It's what everyone wants. But so now he doesn't go to the Knicks. And, like, that's – it's kind of – when you think about it, it's bad for the NBA because the Knicks Horrible. are a massive, massive basketball market. I mean, Hold the on, let history. Me, let, me, let me jump in there real quick. The NBA – you know how people always say the NBA is better when the Knicks are good? Yeah. It doesn't matter if the Knicks are good or bad because, you know what, they fans are always going to have the hope that they will be good. Always. So fans aren't going nowhere. So, yeah, keep the Knicks bad, get everybody else good, and you still got your same big market. And at the, se- at the end of the day, fuck yeah. James Dolan because, I mean, worst the, owner in literally the worst that's, owner in sports. Yes. And yes. that's what happened last night. That's, that's really what happened. That's exactly. the biggest story. If karma, yep. karma, karma for James Dolan. <laughs> karma. karma for Knicks fans booing the last twenty thousand picks they've had because all they do but is they, they still get a, got pick a top and they three boo. pick, so they are still in know. good shape. I don't know That's why true. they're mad because you can st- you still get R.J. Barrett or John Morant <laughs> unless they pick up uh, Boban something from uh, Slovakia, which they're known to do. Which they known to do. They've known to do that. Uh, yeah, and, and like I don't understand. Like, yeah, okay, you're not getting like Zion Williamson. Like I, that, it sucks. But like, you're still gonna get a, a good. Like, they were upset when they didn't get Kristaps, and Kristaps was arguably the best player in that draft. 
when like when they came out and they all played, you know, when everyone played and we saw he was rookie of the year, right? Chris Stops? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won he yeah. run rookie of the year. And everyone and like that's my whole thing about the New York Knicks, and I've been saying this on our show for a while now, their fan base is absolute trash, garbage, because they boo yeah. guys like Kristaps, and then months later they look like idiots wearing unicorn t-shirts and praising the guy. Yeah, and, yeah that, that is very true. And, and then very they do true. the same thing with Kevin Knox, and he wasn't a bad player last year, and they booed he him was, when he got drafted. I'm not understanding. I think R.J. Barrett is going to be a good NBA player. I think he's going to be great. His game is way suited for the NBA. That college compressed style is not for him. He needs space. And once you get space in the NBA, he's going to show his skills and because he can score. He can go get a bucket. Like he's going to be, he's going to be, he may not be box office like Zion, but he's going to go get you a bucket. And that's what you need. At the end of the day, you you win game with points on the board. So back to what you were saying, Fitz, about um Knox. I was disgusted because I followed Knox closely in high school and college, and I knew that he was an excellent ball player. And so I'm telling Nick fans, I'm like, listen, y'all got a great baller. And, like, they still was like, yo, he's trash, he's trash. They wanted Michael Porter. And now now they're like, you know, if we can just get Zion and add him with Knox, they was was all excited for it. It's like, oh, now now you're happy that you got Knox now. At first you didn't even want him. And they do that all the time. Like you said, they switch sides. They're fence jumpers. And they do that a lot in New York, yeah. just not with the Knicks. And you're a lot of New York right teams. there. Knox was – it's not like – like, for Zingas, it's, it's, it's kind of understandable because with European players, you never really know what you're going to yeah. get because the play style Fact. is so much different when they come over from Europe. But Knox was always – he was a highly talented guy. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Bender. Dragon Bender is a perfect example. But Knox, <laughs> was, like, they, Knox played really well in school. He was always a high-end athlete. So to boo yeah. a guy like Knox makes zero sense in my mind. And I don't know why zero Knicks fans sense. are acting like they don't have Dennis Smith Jr., who was a, a – like, in my opinion, when I looked at that draft a couple years ago, I thought Dennis Smith Jr. should have been a, a lottery pick. Like, the, the way yeah, that that could play him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they get him. Like, that's some young talent to build around. So if you even if you go out and do get R.J. Barrett, you have R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith Jr., that's a solid three-core right there. With two and you spots might get a free agent. Free agent. Yeah. <laughs> that want to come there all for some exactly. odd reason. But you know what? Dennis Smith could be the reason why they didn't get Zion last night because he came in end of last year trying to win games, <laughs> and they were tanking. And they still was trying. They, they, they were still trash. trash. They, they were like, yes, okay, you need well, to chill well, out. He, he didn't ruin the tank. One or two he just didn't get, to, he didn't get a take memo, but <laughs> he, he, he might have tried, but he didn't ruin it. He said, "I'm gonna get mine." <laughs> They're like, "Okay, cool. We still gonna take take coming." <laughs> I'm gonna get these. I'm gonna get these buckets, though. <laughs> they, got a, they, they got a great core, though. They got a good core. You know, they're picking number three. They shouldn't even be salty. They shouldn't even be salty. So I know we have a Lakers fan on the other side over there. I want to hear your take about number four. There's reports coming out that saying that they want to move the number number four pick. Potentially for a superstar, uh, see, see if they can go get someone. What's your, what's your take on the whole uh, the whole Lakers situation right now? That fourth pick is gold. Uh-huh. You gotta go. You gotta move it. You gotta get rid of it. You gotta get whoever. You gotta go try to get AD. You gotta go try to get uh, Bradley Beal. You gotta go try see, to get somebody. Yep, Bradley, Bradley Beal. The Wizards need it. I, need to go I mean, if you could move John Wall, it could be he probably won't play next year because he's hurt. I would move John Wall over Beal because I loved what I saw from Beal right now. But I agree. I think yeah. Bradley Beal would be a great addition with LeBron James out there. Yeah. But we'll be doing the Wizards a favor if we get if, if we, we gave you the fourth pick. Yeah. Take Beal. You get you a player. Mm-hmm. You get this money off your books. Mm-hmm. You're freeing it up. Like, and you got two picks in the top ten. Yeah, the Wizards are not doing anything for the next at least four years. They got they have no one to really rebuild around. They got Wall, who's injured but old aging. They got who Dwight Howard over there. Yeah, all right, good good luck, Washington. And 
And if you give the Wizards that fourth pick, they're going to draft me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wall is just too much money off the books. Like it, the, I understand he had to get paid, and he lucked up and getting paid at the right time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, they are handcuffed to him because nobody – I'm not trading I'm not trading for that max deal. That's when is he going to play again? Exactly. I have no idea. Exactly. Not, not never. I'll just be sitting there, cha-ching. <laughs> what, they should, what they should do, give up Bill, then you're going to be trash again, Yeah. and and let's go, Yeah. and go for the draft again. You get, get up, give up Bill, you got the fourth pick, you got the ninth pick, yeah. and then next year you're going to be trash again, you're going to be top five again. I honestly would like to see a Bill. And those are just years closer till you can possibly just get wall off of your book. So yep. just keep being trash, accumulate these picks. You see what they what Danny Ainge did in Boston? He just hoarded all those top picks that he possibly could. Yeah. And then, you know, now he has a a, a a plethora of assets to either move or to actually build with. And then, I mean, I, I don't know how many, I don't know why a lot more free agents don't come to D.C. because living in D.C. is great. It's a good place. It's a great place to be. <laughs> Never going back. So, <laughs> so look, I mean, it, it, it's an opportunity for them to actually really grow. You've seen what, you know, like I said, you might mess around and be like the 76ers. You go through a couple bad years and now you've accumulated some talent and you've hit on some talent. You may not hit on all of it, but it, you putting your name in the hat to get some good players. Yeah, but more importantly, we we spent way too long on the Wizards. It was the Lakers. <laughs> way too long. <laughs> way too long, long on the Wizards. Way too long on the, on the Wizards. We got, Lakers we, need somebody. He needs somebody. <laughs> we we got a I couple like, of I comments like to see here. AD. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. If yeah. and I think the Pelican situation right now, like if if you sit down, you're like Anthony. We could go and get Zion Williamson right now and pair you with him. We could go and spend a little bit of money. Julius Randle's nice. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Jill Okafor oh, stepped nice. in nice. I like Julius Randle. I love Julius Randle. Yeah. I think that the Pelicans could be in an interesting situation. Or you say, okay, you don't want to stay. You call up the Knicks. You want Anthony Davis. Give us number three. Nope. Okay, yeah. hang up. Call the Lakers at four. You want Anthony Davis. Give us number four. And you're still yeah. getting two top five players that you can just build and just, like you said with the 76ers, just watch them grow. But instead of doing it over yeah. two years, you can get it done in one year. Uh, real quick, yeah. we have some comments here. Uh, Brendan Walker said, been trying to tell people Lakers need Beal. He's so slept on. Um, and then he also wanted to add, Wall's contract is horrendous. Absolutely no horrendous. one will take his deal on their books. Yeah, it's the same thing ever. with the Celtics and Gordon yeah. Hayward. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, unfortunate. Was but yeah. it was just unfortunate with the injury. I feel like it could have paid off before everything happened. It could have. Yep. We just never got to see it happen. I think, th- I think that was Brad Stevens' fault, though, because personally – what happened is when he came back this year, Brad Stevens is trying to just throw him back in there. It, like, at, at, like at the end of the day, if you actually want to do what you have to do, keep that core that you have that actually got you there and you were successful with and ease him in slowly yep. because he was not a fit at all. You were trying to, you were trying exactly. to make him be a fit. No, you're going to have to do what you got to do and you can figure out Gordon Hayward later. Yeah, he was, It's Gordon problem. Hayward. He was the key problem, but they wanted to keep continuously blaming Kyrie. But the, the chemistry killer was was Gordon Hayward, and it was clear as day because just look at Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Justin, why are you looking at me like that right now? Because I've been saying that shit all year. You don't want to listen <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. I mean, I said we've talked about it before. Gordon should not have come back that quickly. They should have got everyone else into their own routine and then try to work Gordon back in instead of trying to work everything else back in at the same time. But I don't know. It yeah. is what it is. Nothing you can do about it now, but that's just my take on that. Um, all right, and right before we move on to the NBA Conference Finals right now, I know we got a Phoenix Suns fan in the house. 
Uh, I want to hear about your thoughts. Number six, the Suns got screwed big time, in my opinion. Yeah. Six, 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 six. six. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was from the six. Honestly, it it don't matter. We it it don't really matter. We still gonna be some ass. But I would say if it, with this pick, you either move it and pair it with T.J. Warren or Josh Jackson to try and get a veteran point guard or four. Or if you can't, just draft Darius Garland and just hope he can do something and get Devin Booker back off the ball mm-hmm. and right. just and just do something so we can do we. I just need to get Devin Booker off the ball because I feel next season Devin Booker he even though it's a it's a crowded West he's playing like an All Star so I think one of the, like he's gonna play at an All Star level. DeAndre Ayton he averaged a double double. I think that he's actually going to take another step. He showed some, you know, some of those weaknesses that they thought was going to come in on the defensive side uh, when he was coming out the draft. He actually showed he has the ability, so it's only going to get better. You know, we got us a coach. Igor is the hell up out of there. Yep. Finally. <laughs> we got us a GM, James Jones. He, I love he, that. He that got McDonough, the hell up out of there. All we need to do is solve her. He sell the team. I'm thinking we're going to be back, but I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know many millionaires that's going to sell their team. So, uh yeah, we probably gonna be like the 11 seed. Yeah, just move up, and move, you know, <laughs> small, small climbs. We gonna be the 11 seed. Small climbs. That's what it's about. Couple of comments. Uh, my co-host Odie said Laker gang number four. Um, uh-huh. I think I think he wants to keep the pick, but I think the Lakers. That'd be a bad situ- move. Bro. Yeah, I think the situation right now is for them to trade yeah. that away. My boy Rob Fox said Cat Daddy Crumb Cake in the building. What's up, fellas? And Sean said uh, J. Rue Holiday, or as everyone else calls him, Drew Holiday, for the Suns with the sixth overall pick. That's fantastic. Mm. What about Conley? What about Mike Conley? And then they draft, the Grizzlies draft Jod, too. You want your point see, guard, AJ? That's right there. I, I, see, that's the thing. I want a point guard, but it's like that's tough. For my I kind of Conley. He's been he's been having these injuries. It's just like I feel like we're gonna get Conley. Yes, but it's a short term fix. Exactly, and he's old. He's old. We're not playing. We're not trying to just get one piece to you know send us to the Eastern Conference Finals. We're trying to get something that we can build with these you know twenty and under players that we got. Yeah. So you bring in what Conley? He like thirty one. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's so getting need, up there. You need a veteran to help lead the team, but you don't want the veteran to be that key guy. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like if, if we get a veteran know. point guard, I want the veteran point guard to come in and maybe he start off the season as a starter, or he yeah. even just goes all of next year as a starter. But we have that young point guard who can come in, learn like, from him, like, learn like, how like to Rondo, facilitate, like learn how to run the Rondo offense, kind of and learn his leadership. Yeah, you guys can have Terry from the Celtics if you want. We're kind of getting sick of him over here. <laughs> I pray, I pray he goes there. Scary Terry, we would have talked about him before we got on the air. Hey, that's my that's my guy from Ohio. You know what? I will always take somebody on my team who's willing to punch somebody in the face at any moment. So you know what? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but but listen, like we've seen this movie before. Backup point guards, they go to another, go to another team. This. Now they're starting. Yeah, they're not okay. the same. Well, they're not good. Wait, 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 wait. So yes, we've seen this movie before. But you know what? You haven't seen before is DeAnthony Melton and Eli Okobo starting in the NBA two years in a row. Do you even know who those people are? <laughs> nah. Nah. Yeah, they're, 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 those are our point guards. Come on, get, get scary Terry ass to Phoenix. Come on, bro. Come on, scary. Hey, yo, when when Terry starts, Terry's fire. That's something that we Celtics fans can let you know when he starts. He brings the energy, yeah. but he's going to be in a situation where he feels in control and feels confident. Last year, yeah. he took the, the the reins when Kyrie went down, and he was mm-hmm. balling for us. That playoff performance, Scary Terry was born. Yeah. But then yeah. this year, we saw, we saw this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this year, we saw him step into that role, and he even came out. 
at the end of last, this is Kyrie's team. I understand that he's the I'm the backup point guard, but he struggled mm-hmm. to fill that role, so he didn't play as well. So that's another thing with the Suns yeah, because he lost three fucking minutes and threw a hissy fit about. Yeah, it. and he threw a hissy fit about it because he wasn't in that same you know the same situation. When we had a guy like Jalen Brown took a step back and he accepted that role. Gordon Hayward was cool with coming off the bench. Terry Rozier towards the season kind of fizzled out. So if the Suns do offer him a decent contract, how much are they willing to pay him? And at the same time, are you going to get Terry that's going to come in and confidently play, and you're going to get that Terry Rozier that Boston fell in love with, that Phoenix will absolutely love, or are you going to get that Terry Rozier that struggled and kind of never really found his way in 2019? You're going to get that one that struggled that never <laughs> find his way because that's who he, he really better is. Better than what we got. That's true. As <laughs> long as you guys how, don't have how to pay, can you not do your role, and that was your role. Yeah. How can you not be the backup and you were the backup? And you're back up for Kyrie Irving, like yeah, a top like three backing. point guard in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. like, it's not like he's backing up someone like Jamal Murray, who's not necessarily top ten, but he's not bad. He's on the up and coming. You're not behind Darren Collinson in Indiana. Yeah, exactly. He's not behind a Darren Collinson, who again isn't a bad player, but isn't someone you wouldn't want to be behind. You're behind Kyrie and, Irving, and, and it's depressing. That's the thing. When you sit behind him, it's depressing. Mm. You're scared. You're like, I'm never going to play. And then when you finally get to play. You're nervous and you're you're not yourself because of all the anxiety from sitting behind such a a, a much better point guard at this point in your career. Man, once they give you a nickname, you always think yep. you're the man, and that's yeah. what happens. Scary Terry, that is true. Nickname, I got a shirt. My team. How y'all gonna give it back? I got a shirt yeah. in my room, Scary Terry, with the the screen mask the on screen it and everything. Mask, yeah. The Eric mm-hmm. Bledsoe. I mean, we were eating that up in Boston, so it really depends. I've always said, and Phoenix has showed interest in Terry Rozier last offseason. You guys tried to trade for him. You know, exactly. it, the, the the Suns are in a good position because Aiton did have a good rookie year. Devin Booker is right there. Yep. Awesome yep. scorer. Can Josh Jackson take that next step? You know, it. it uh, I don't know if you guys are going to bring Stop back Jamal Crawford. Josh Jackson can't even get in uh, VIP and roll him out. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to take the step, next step in Phoenix. Big exactly. facts. Big but you know facts. what? It, outside, outside of Josh Jackson, I think we have a lot. We actually have a lot more potential, like, um, Mikael Bridges, Mikael Bridges yep, really showed out last Bridges. year, so he's he's that great Ball, 3 and D like that we Bridges thought we was gonna was gonna get from yeah. him. And I'd much rather like Kelly Oubre. If we bring him back, he balled out. He did he ball out. That's who I forgot, who you, I forgot you guys had Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre balled out before Oubre he went out for the season. Been a baller. Yeah. So, so, so yes, yeah, Hill. I see you over there making faces. But best believe, if we bring back Oubre, we got Mikael Bridges. Look, that's what I'm talking about. Some gonna shake. Let Terry and, and Kelly would be a nice Terry Rozier and Kelly Oubre. They got they both have that edge about them. Yeah, that'd be both a mean exactly. backcourt, very mean backcourt. I tell you what, at least at least at least they ain't protesting outside of the stadium in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of Lakers fans that showed up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. No, real Lakers fans, down. real Lakers fans weren't there. Exactly, real Lakers fans got to work. <laughs> when Tyron when Tyron signing his contract. Uh, that's what we doing. That's what we doing. Or was it that's money? Was it, or, or was it money? Was and this he, is, is he signing? And this is exactly why we need to trade the fourth pick. Cause we ain't getting no free agents. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not happening. No. Yeah, free agents ain't coming. Ain't nobody coming to this. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so now we're going to move on. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA uh, Conference Finals right now. We got Blazers, Warriors. We got Raptors mm-hmm. and Bucks tipping ops tonight. It was a crazy, crazy – like this playoff run has been some of the best games. I mean, we had, th- what, three game sevens? Yeah. It's been a really good yes, playoff. It's yeah. a really fun playoff. It's Brown. been awesome. So right now awesome. we have we have East uh, – the Bucks and the Raptors are tipping off tonight. 
we were talking a little bit before the show. Justin, I want to let you finish what you were um, talking about before we kind of cut things off, and then I want to hear from these fellas. So Kawhi Leonard, can he really keep Giannis contained? Like it seems like there, you know, the 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 game one against the Celtics, Brad Stevens kind of had a script. Giannis was was you know he every time he wanted to drive the lane, there was someone there ready to block him. But then game two, they the Brad uh, Budenhauser changed shit up. And Giannis mm-hmm. had open lanes, and I mean, when you have guys like Middleton and Bledsoe, yeah, that's it exactly. And when you have guys like Bledsoe and Middleton who can hit those shots, and and now they're getting Malcolm Brogdon um, back as well as Nikolo uh, Mirotic is coming back to his own. Like when I you get tell. shooters around uh, Giannis, that's this team is scary, and they're deep. They have a lot of depth. So Justin, what were you saying about Kawhi against Giannis? And then I want to hear what these guys have to say. I mean, Kawhi versus Giannis, it's going to be a lot different than what we've seen so far. Because mm. if there's if there's one player in the NBA who can, and there's no one is stopping Giannis. Let's say that right now. Containing. No one, no one is stopping Giannis. But if there's anybody who's going to slow him down enough to win, it's going to be Kawhi Leonard. It, it, there's no. I mean, in my opinion, Kawhi is still the best perimeter defender in the league. He's still a top five defender overall. He can do pretty much anything you want on the defensive end. He can guard him in the low post. He's strong enough to guard him. He's long enough to guard him. But it's also Giannis. No one is stopping that man. He can slow Nobody. him down. And obviously, if I'm his point, did you see his points in that game uh, five against the the Celtics? It was like he, I think he dropped like thirty four and like twenty six yeah, with them from nuts. the paint. It was nuts. Yeah, just mm-hmm. all in all in the paint. All in the paint. He's so powerful. So but if I'm if I'm Nick Nurse, sorry to cut you off. But no, 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 it's good. If I if I'm Nick Nurse, I'm keep Kawhi is definitely my main defender on Giannis for most of the game. And then I, you, the thing is though, you want to throw different looks at him. So I'm probably gonna throw Danny Green. Danny Green might not be big enough or strong enough to defend him, but he's smart enough to do it. And you probably throw Surge or Marcus if he gets. Yeah, I think Surge is a guy that could help Kawhi. I, I personally, I personally keep Marcus all away from Giannis because I think Giannis Marcus will eat him up every single time, unless it's a very, very, very low post situation, and it happens to be a switch. I'll put you on Marcus all, but for the most part, I think he's it's too slow. He's way too slow for Giannis. Giannis spins and he's already 15 feet closer to the basket. Fellas, what do you got to think about all this? Me personally, I will put. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste. Kawhi's energy trying to guard Giannis because Giannis, like you all said, is going to get his regardless. Mm-hmm. He is a freak. So if you cannot stop the freak, why not put your best defender on their second best score and really limit him? Because the second best score, Middleton right now is the second best score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he can be stopped by Kawhi. Strap. Facts. Strap. And if now, if it's just Greek freak on his own or Giannis on his own, now you know, you got to rely on those other guys. Malcolm Brogdon's coming back, but they're not in the swing of things. So it's like, I say put Kawhi on your second best defender. To me, if I was coaching, that would be my strategy because, I, and I've been a hater all year. I've been an open hater on Giannis, but he has proved me wrong every step of the way. I can't hate on this guy no more. He is a problem. Like you said, made adjustments. You're not going to stop him from getting to the rack. And if he's feeling lucky, he might just be hitting a shot, too. Oh. And it's, it's over for you. Oh, as soon as Giannis gets his jumper, it's he's literally unguardable at that point. Like, we saw it in Game 5. He was stepping up to the three-point line with confidence. And as soon as that confidence. happens, it is over. <laughs> it, I think we're looking at the most dominant player in the paint since Shaquille O'Neal. Call me crazy. No, you're not crazy. You're not crazy at all. <laughs> you're not crazy. But, except except but, Giannis can also take the ball and run down the court coast, in four coast. steps <laughs> and beat fast, your guards down there. Fast, though. He yeah. can run past wing players. Coast I know. Coast. He can run past but, guards. Yeah. So, yep. 
let me let me jump in here really quickly. One thing, I'm not Kyle, Kawhi is not going to be my main defender on Giannis off the simple fact of you have to worry about foul trouble too yeah. because Giannis yeah. is getting to the bucket regardless of who's on him. He may not make it all the time, but he's going to get those foul calls too. So I don't want to put Kawhi on Giannis where he has to expel that energy on the defensive side. I still need him to give me a bucket, and it's a possibility that I'm going to get him in foul trouble. So what you need to do is you need to take your players. You also, I mean, we've seen Siakam out here. So We just had a comment that said Siakam, Siakam against Giannis. You you really need to utilize him against uh, Giannis because he has the length, you know, and you the help defense needs to be perfect. Yeah, the help defense has to be perfect, and you put Kawhi on uh, Middleton. You put him on Bledsoe to 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 eliminate those other scores, and you just really gotta hope. You really gotta hope that Giannis just doesn't go off. Now, now, what are our uh, across the board? Everyone's predictions. I mean, I I personally think this series is gonna go the length. I think we're gonna see a seven game Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I think it's gonna come down to how. Can the Raptors stop the Bucks? I think that's really what it's going to be because the Bucks are on an absolute tear right now. Uh, yes, I mean, they, they they won the most games this year. They were the number one team coming into the playoffs. Everyone was like, "Can they get it done?" They got beat by Boston last year. They come out against the Detroit Pistons. They manhandled them. Game one against mm-hmm. the Celtics, completely different story. And then they just completely took it to Boston, who's not a pushover team, despite all mm-hmm. the I- issues we've had all year mm-hmm. long. Uh, and now we're looking at the, the Raptors against this team in Toronto that we've seen a lot of up and downs. So I, for me personally, I'm going to go, and I want to hear everyone else takes, I'm going to go the length, and I think that it's going to come down to how can the Raptors and Nick Nurse contain Giannis Antetokounmpo because once his game's flowing, Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, uh, everyone's going to start hitting. Even Brooke Lopez is, is jacking yeah. him up from the three-point. Mm-hmm. Once those guys are doing <laughs> it, mountain, yeah, Splash Mountain, baby. <laughs> <laughs> The only issue, though, this Kawhi offensive tear that he's on, oh. I've 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 never seen Kawhi just score he's like this. Different. Like game seven gets gets the sixes. He just basically said, "Hey, give me the ball and everybody get yeah. out the way." Yeah. Now I don't know if you can sustain you can't sustain that for seven games, <laughs> but that's gonna be tough to deal with. I, he, he, Giannis can is the only one that can try to hang with Kawhi on that team. Yeah. Nobody else can check him. Yeah. Nobody. Like, nobody else is checking. Yeah, we named Siakam. You might, you know, hold him for a little bit. How many games we got him in here? Oh, it's going seven. Yeah. Going seven. This is Cannon, and I got him going seven also. Go. I got the Bucks. Yeah, and I got the Bucks. And I want to just make this clear. Cannon is on record. You can go on our social media, three-man-weave underscore. <laughs> I'm on record before the playoffs even started saying that the Bucks are going to make it to the final. So, of course, I'm going Bucks and seven. Man, to me, it's, it all comes down to Kyle Lowry. I decide what kind of hoe he gonna be. He yep. gonna either be <laughs> Kyle Lowry's gonna, a hoe. He gonna either be hookers at the point, or he gonna be Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost certain he gonna be hookers at the point. So I'm going the Bucks and six. Uh, Bucks and six. I think it was hype about Kyle Lowry. He hit 10, 10 six goes. and six. Yeah. He played a whole game, thirty eight minutes, so, ten six and six. So, so, come so, on. So before, before, so before we hopped on, I looked at Kyle Lowry's numbers against oh, the Bucks. Yep. His averages. He averages six points. Come on now. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Five percent from three. Five. Uh, no. No, 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 no. Stop. 23% from the field. Five what? percent from That's awful. Five. Bro, 
Get him out of here. Get Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is ass, bro. Straight up, at, like I, I've trashed. We, 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 everybody on our end over here. We have a, a a six man team, and every single one of them, we think that he is the most overrated player in the league. I, I agree. He, he just yeah. like he's a, he's I, an imposter, and people oh. still recognize him as a top point guard. I've never once considered him. I would take Drew Holiday. Over Kyle Lowry. I can't believe everybody. I'm, I'm taking like, Billy Holiday I'm over Kyle Lowry. I'm taking Billy Idol over Kyle Lowry is my point guard. But, like, but, with the salad. And, 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 but then, like, and it was crazy because I was, I was watching that game seven against the Sixers, and I saw Kyle Lowry with energy playing all over the field. And it, I don't know if you guys were watching earlier, but I looked, I was like, oh, he had a good game. Yeah. I looked at his stats. He was ass. This is what he continues <laughs> to do. He's ass. <laughs> It's, I play hard. I play hard. I'm not good. <laughs> no, that's, just, that's, that's like what you just said. He playing hard for nothing. He plays really hard, but it's produced anything. A few years back, you you remember he walked off the court, left yep. his left his guys hanging, mm-hmm. and so I've never liked Kyle, Kyle Lowry as a player because. I, you know, he just can't grab his nuts. You no. know, he just doesn't have what it takes. He doesn't have that dog in him that you want. And you're a point guard. You're supposed to be the one guy on your team that everybody can depend on when all the chips are down. So, yeah, when them lights come on, boy, he fold. We got a comment that said uh, they take Mo Williams over Kyle Lowry. We just had a trade. <laughs> we, we got a trade breaking in the NFL. The Chiefs have acquired linebacker Daron Lee. From the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good pickup. That God is a good pickup for them. Why can't the Beatles do anything right? <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good pick. No. Chiefs defense is on the up. As long as Tyreek no. Hill doesn't get hit with any fines and any suspensions or get cut, which he should, which he absolutely should. But if yeah. any, whatever happens between him and the league, the Chiefs are going to be an absolute problem next year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But the moves that they made on that defense, though, I'm from from yeah, they from what they did last defense. year, yeah. I also low key forgot they got Emmanuel Ugba from the Browns. Yep, yeah. Yep. DM um, Frank Clark. The, um, Frank Clark. They got um, the Honey Badger. The Honey they Badger. The honey Badger. Yeah. Their secondary yeah. still ass, but the Honey Badger will oh, help hold it down. Out. But they, they they made some, they made some. They made some attempts to get better, you know. So look, at the end of the day, you make some attempts to get better. If, and if that defensive front with Frank Clark, Emmanuel yeah. Ogba, if they can get pressure, that means your DBs got to cover as Chris long. Jones so still they, over there. They should get pressure. Chris Jones hasn't showed up yet. He's wanting that contract, and they, I mean, they brought Frank Frank Clark in. They paid him, but Chris Jones, he's the man. He's been holding it down for them for a while. So I, they got yeah, they, they got to figure out what they're gonna do with him. Are they gonna try, you know, step up and trade? I mean, and pay him, or are they gonna trade him for something else? We saw D Ford go to the 49ers for pretty much nothing. Um, nothing, nothing and for they that. Came up off of that, but big, they, big they basically they basically traded him for Frank Clark. It was more of a scheme yeah. change. So yeah. I guess they want to see yeah. how um I think how you gonna do it in the scheme. Four. I think it's a better fit for both of them. Yeah. Oh, big facts. I agree with that 100. percent but I mean, the Jets—they've been wanting to move Darren Lee, and now I don't know what's going on in New York right now. They're uh, the, the whole that whole organization. They finally make that Darren Lee trade. General manager gets fired. Whew, I don't Man. know what's going on with them Jets. How does who who is Adam Gates to say, yo? <laughs> I don't want Le'Veon Bell. I I didn't want CJ. Like, who is Adam Gates to say to come in the building and say, oh, I can make these decisions? He got fired from the Miami Dolphins last I checked. <laughs> and, apparently, and apparently they're sold on them in New York, which is goes back to what I was saying about New York earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New York's the all Jets questionable. The Jets. the Jets are just going to be the Jets and the new Cleveland Browns. 
Well, I mean, they had to take over some of the headlines. You know, Daniel Jones came over there from the Giants. <laughs> Hold on. Zion hey, go to the Knicks. Uh, Daniel Jones getting drafted. I don't know. Yeah. The Jets yeah, going to that us, splash. Let us get some. Let's, let us get some of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to the NBA playoffs right now. So mm-hmm. we all got the Bucks winning the series, and we got to go in six or seven. Um, Pascal really needs to step up for them. He's had a very sh- – which is understandable. He's a young player. Potentially the most improved player this year. He's got to kind of come into his own and settle in. And we all know Kyle Lowry's a hoe. So they need yeah. someone yeah. outside of Kyle Lowry because as soon as you get that Pascal or that Danny Green or Serge Ibaka or if Marcus Gasol can get his head out of his ass, like whoever can figure it out, then it's okay because when Kyle Lowry goes off, that's just extra. That's just, that's, that's that's just extra. the cherry right in the top to help that team yeah. get the push. So, I, I mean, I think we've all given up faith in Kyle Lowry and like Eric, Eric Bledsoe is a good yeah. So is he. Eric Bledsoe is a good defender. So Eric Bledsoe will not make it easy for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe not at, at all. That's a bull. Eric, you see how Eric Bledsoe was built? Like, he, <laughs> yeah, he's built like a whole linebacker out here. Yeah, right? it's about to be he easy is. for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big facts. He's like six two. I don't know, three hundred and forty pounds, all muscle, zero body body fat on him. Like. The dude is insane. He's a mini LeBron James. He's huge. Yeah, he's huge. So he's going to give Kyle Lowry a run for his money, and it's not going to be easy. Kyle Lowry's not going to be playing no bitch-ass Ben Simmons. I don't know if you guys are Ben Simmons fans, but I think he's a big bitch. I can't defend nobody that can't shoot. Like, don't even attempt to shoot. Me and Ben Simmons got the same three-point percentage. <laughs> yeah. if, you ever, if you ever I feel useless. Shoot, shoot better than Ben Simmons. If you ever feel yeah. useless, just know Ben Simmons wears a shooting sleeve. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's like Uncle Rico Gotta keep that elbow warm <laughs> Throw a pigskin a quarter mile Throw a football right yeah. over the mountains uh, uh, Clear over the mountains A quarter mile <laughs> Alright so now let's shift to the west Do the Blazers even have a I'm just gonna ask The Blazers even yes. have a chance Yes they have a chance Really yes, they have a chance Once they get back to Portland Portland's been dying for this Once they get back to Portland It's gonna change CJ and Dame are different this year Yeah, They, they are they're they are, different. and I've been hating on CJ, and I want to publicly tell people I, he, he's he's stepping his game up. They're different. Yep. I will say, though, one thing that scared me a little bit about Damon CJ is as great as Damon has played, he's had a couple scary games. Last game, it was all CJ. Yeah, he's had yeah. a couple scary games. Where it was which, which, like, it's, o- like, it's okay. The way Dame has put yeah. that team on his back. But Dame is smart to take a back seat, too. And he's cool with passing the ball if he's not having a good yeah. shooting night. Yeah. Which you should be. That's smart. Smart basketball. I wish Kyrie knew how the to Warriors, do that. Though, like they, they, okay, they, they don't have KD. Yeah, no They're going back on. to their old style. It's all cool. It all sounds fun and games. But can they sustain that? Like, they, they've they changed their whole identity since KD has been there. They have no bench. No bench. And like I said, that's going to hurt. Like, eventually, that's going to come. Like if, if they make the shots, it won't. If they, if they shoot low percentage, it will hurt. And but, if they shoot a low percentage... Then that's when Portland has a chance, and I do agree with you, Hill. When they go home, of course, when you go to when they travel to Portland, they probably won't shoot as well as they do in the Oakland. So, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, But with no bench, like we keep like they keep saying, no bench. But no team, no team can erase a deficit like the Warriors. So even though they don't have a bench. When those when Steph and, and Clay come back in the game, it's crazy. You may be you may be down ten, but then they they may get back up by twelve in about ten six possessions. But the thing about Dame and CJ, you can't tell them that they're not better than than Steph and Steph and Clay. Facts. You, you Facts. Can't tell oh, them absolutely. That. Oh, hundred percent. They got they got the want to. They got the want to. 
They just got to back it up. Yeah, they gonna make it to six. It's gonna be six. No, it's gonna be six. I think they definitely make it to six. I don't think this game. I, I think they have to win at least one or two. I mean, this this team is way too hungry just to go down, just to roll over. Mm-hmm. And you're at the the Warriors are at their weakest point right now. Without yeah, KD not. and Boogie, but I mean, what, what the hell is going this, on with this that? This ain't that the Warriors' weakest point ain't really that weak compared to. you got to take that into account. They weak is a little bit different. Their weak is the still a top team. <laughs> they are the Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> when they're weak, they're the Blazers. It's not wrong though. That's true though. Like they, when they're weak, their weakest is is the Blazers. You're absolutely right. But I think this Blazers team can still be a team that can come over and take if. The biggest thing is Steph and CJ are going to have to match Clay and Curry no matter what they do. Yeah. Especially with KD out, they have to keep up with them point for point. Yeah, you have to, man. You have to. You have to keep up. And if Steph is gets on one of those rolls where the basket looks like an ocean to him and it's just dropping three-pointers in. Like game one. Oh, my gosh. And then I just – but it's just like I'm, I'm honestly sick of seeing him. I got Golden State winning in six, but it's just Who's I'm not? sick Who's of seeing him. I'm sick not? of Golden State. I have a question for everyone. Have we forgotten how great Curry was because Durant's been playing in Golden State? Like, I'm just I watched that game where he dropped 33 in the second half, and I'm like, holy nah. shit! Like, I've kind of been sleeping. On, like, as much as nah. I've been like Steph Curry's a top player, I've kind of been sleeping on him because KD's over there now. Nah, that it didn't nah. surprise me at all because their whole offense is still predicated off Steph. Yeah. Everything that he can do, even that you can tell when he missed some games this year, and they went through that little slump in the beginning. Yep, it was all because. No Steph. I mean, the, their whole offense it revolves around Steph. Even with KD there, even though they 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 let him ISO, they let him do whatever he wants to do, that that system revolves around Steph. It's, and it it's shows. still t- it's, and it, it, it's no matter what, it's always still going to be Steph's team. But KD was just that elite player, so KD's a man. So yes, he's technically going to take a step back. But if you look at his numbers. Really. Steph's still Stephen. Yeah. Like. Steph's still Steph, yeah. And yeah, I've been saying that since since they got KD. I mean, you look at the team. KD is, I, I mean, I still say KD is the best player on that team, but Steph is the most important player. Yeah, he is. Because you look at what, yeah. I mean, you could take 100%. KD out and I you still have that. a 72-win team. But if you take Steph out, and they kind of look like they fall apart. He's. I mean, he's the heart, the heart and soul of that team. It's not Draymond. It ain't, it ain't Clay. Well, they yeah, can they can survive Draymond. with Clay in a shooting night. Draymond Green hasn't been Draymond Green most of this year because he doesn't have to. They just need him yeah. to hang down low, play defense, and get a couple boards. But exactly. when, when Steph's out, that's when you start to see the weakness in the Warriors. Yeah, definitely. because Steph opens it up for everyone else. Because exactly. as soon as Steph comes across half court, you got to pick him up. So if you got another shooter like Clay Thompson, and then you throw in KD. The whole the whole court is open. It's you can get to the exactly. you, you yeah. can get to the rack. The you can G-Code. pull up from three anywhere because somebody has to leak out and guard Steph as soon as he crosses. And even to add court. on to and, that, they don't have anyone like Steph is the best playmaker by far. They don't have anyone who's going to be making plays like Steph is. Steph is, has has the best vision. He's the best passer out there. He's the best ball handler on the team. He just, KD he can shoot make a, play. a blink of an KD, eye. KD can make a play, but he's not a playmaker. Clay can make a play, but I'm not trusting Clay to consistently drive and kick like Steph. Does. What? One thing about KD is is when them seconds are ticking down, Whew. he is going to have ice water in his vein, Dog, and he will pull up from anywhere past half court just like Steph. And he doesn't, he doesn't hold that. And he doesn't <laughs> need, you know, to be able to get it off so quick because he's so tall. He can exactly. just pull up in anybody's face, and it won't matter. If he gets it off, it's probably going to be cash. And how do you guard them in transition when you have Steph, Clay, and KD? 
You're trying to you're trying to get back on defense, and they could just stop and pop from thirty. That's a nightmare. That's three people who can stop and pop from thirty. Nuts. You pass the ball three times, and you're you're gonna find somebody who's like a forty eight percent shooter from behind the arc. Like, <laughs> it's not. You just have to pass, and like, you'll find one of them. <laughs> and, and, and so you got two of arguably the greatest shooters ever on the same team, and then one of the best. Scores. One of the, yeah, exactly. One of the best, best players we've ever, ever. seen. Yeah. Yep. They, like, they literally make Draymond, people be like, wow, Draymond's like a great player. But I've always said it. If you put Draymond on any other team in the NBA, he'll still be a good defender. But I remember when Draymond was putting up the triple doubles almost every night. Yeah, he's we good Wayne Deadman anywhere else. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Deadman. Dude, I really think you put Draymond somewhere else and his stat line is like maybe 12, 13 points. Probably still rebound a little bit, seven, eight I don't rebounds. I give him like thirteen, four, four. So I yeah, give him, I give him eight or nine. I mean, he's, I mean, he's still a glorified role player now. It's just, can you, can, it's can you imagine Draymond trying to create his own shot? Oh, what? Well, it's nasty work. Oh, that's, 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 that's nasty high work. End. That's at the most too. Oh my god, that's terrible. That's the generic crossover on 2K. Yeah, with the slow. <laughs> nah, we we good on Draymond ISO. Yeah, we good on Draymond ISO. Um, so, I, I if I have to give a prediction here, if the uh, if Dame continues to play like Dame and CJ plays like he did in Game Seven and the role players help out, I got the Warriors in five. Damn. <laughs> I like I like how you set that up. That was nice. <laughs> I'm going I'm going Warriors in six. Yeah, I got Warriors in six. What else we got? Six. Yeah, I, li- I like Warriors and six. I don't see. I don't think they'll push it to seven, but I don't think they'll get closed out of four or five. Yeah. Only reason I'm giving it six because I feel like Steve Curry is going to be like, hey, Katie, just chill for a little bit longer, bro. We need you. <laughs> we, we got you. We need you for the finals. Out, yeah. Definitely yeah. need him for the finals. Now, now, if if we're all right and the Warriors and the Bucks match, could the Bucks take the, take them down? Warriors in three. <laughs> you know what I, I, it all depends you know because the bucks have shown us that they can score and they can run and they're deep um, mm-hmm. they're deep they're deep so it's all going to it's all going to depend if the warriors are going to be able to defend the warriors they play good team defense as a whole unit um but you know one on one that they're not that great defending the wings especially so it's all it's all gonna depend on we're gonna really see if if Kerr is what they say he is. If you know, if it all if like you said, if we're right and it's the Bucks versus the Warriors, we're gonna see what do you have drawn up to stop Giannis. And if you do stop Giannis, how are you gonna stop everybody else? Because like like we've been saying, they are deep. They're not a one trick pony. They are a team and they can defend and score. But what I what I will say is, yes, they are deep, but the Warriors, they have, I won't say the perfect match to throw at uh, Giannis, but they have enough bodies with the length that they can throw at Giannis. So Looney you can, is a good matchup. So, so you, you, you can start out, you can throw KD on him for a little bit. You could throw Clay on him for a little bit. If you want to get somebody some rest, you got Iggy, you got uh, Sean Livingston. Like you said, you got Looney. So you could like you could put Draymond, you know, and you got all these bodies out there to help too. So they, put, they play that team defense. So even if he gets to the lane, you got people crashing down mm-hmm. to get that help. So it's just all depending on how they rotate if they're not leaving any shooters. And it's really about who can they hide Steph on on the defensive side. That's where it's really going to be that issue. Because if they hide, if whoever they put a, a Steph on, if Giannis can find them, if Bledsoe can find them, and he can get some easy shots, then it's going to be a problem. But 
I mean, it's just it's just too much firepower for me to really see that. Yeah, but they gonna, they gonna really need KD for Milwaukee though. Yeah, yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. They gonna need KD. Yeah. And if they don't have KD, I don't, I don't know. I may have to go with Milwaukee. And he, and here's the thing: at the end of the day, a three pointer's worth three points, and a, a two pointer's worth two. And the Warriors are gonna they would love to outscore the Bucks because the Bucks don't have that consistent range. Miritich is good, yeah. Brogdon's good, Bledsoe can hit him, Middleton's good, but I'm going to take Steph, Clay, and KD yeah. over those guys any day. Definitely. And so you can let Giannis score all the twos and drive to the lane all he wants. If I got Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant that could go down and bang a three, it's going to be a tough matchup. That's when they're, they're going to have to play good perimeter defense. They're going to have to contain. Yeah. And that's what part of me makes me feel like if the Raptors can get out of the Bucks, we might have a better matchup. Because they have Kawhi, and that's a secret weapon. Because of Kawhi's defense and his perimeter defense, he is probably one of the only guys that would give Kevin Durant a, a, a run for his money on the defensive side of the ball. It's tough because the Bucks are still going to be good against the Warriors, and I don't think either series is going to get cut short. I think if the Raptors or the Bucks come out of the East, they're still going to take the, the Warriors to, five, uh, to six or seven. But I don't know. I personally, just looking at it, I feel like, the Raptors are more inclined to defend the Warriors than the yeah. Bucks are because the Bucks are just going to eat you up in the paint and the Warriors will just go down and shoot threes all day. But what I can say is with the Bucks, if you can like get like the those those bigs that can stretch the floor and shoot those threes. So if you can get Lopez and NBA Andrew Luck Fact. to start shooting threes, <laughs> I think I think that'll really help and cause fits because then you got to you you pulling Draymond out the paint you know like you said you got Kevin Looney like like th if you got your bigs who can hit threes it'll open up the paint for Giannis even more because now everybody's starting to leak out to you know to cut off those three point shooters and then you can just get to get Giannis in the paint again and he can dominate and then he can start getting some man ones on these smaller players too Justin what are your thoughts on this I mean I think I, I do like I think the Bucks are probably more suited than the Raptors to take on really? the Warriors. I really do because I, I think, think defensively. That, yeah, same. I think I think in in terms, uh, I get what you mean by the defense coming from the Raptors, but I think just because the it's going to take defense and points. Exactly. Yeah, and the Bucks are way longer than the Raptors, in my opinion. Like yeah, when you look at their team all the way through, besides Eric Bledsoe, who's just like you know whatever. And they don't have Kyle Lowry. <laughs> and, and they, they don't, don't have, have Kyle, Kyle Lowry, Lowry, which is like, <laughs> I mean, pretty. Like I think you bonus. walk in, you walk into <laughs> like the finals with Kyle Lowry, you lost already. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're they're a super long team, and uh, this team has been together longer too. That's true. You know what I mean? Like they they've been there together. Where this Raptors team, mm. a lot of them have been together, but you guys have got obviously Kawhi hasn't been there for a long time. Danny mm -hmm. Green, who's been playing a great role for them, hasn't been there for a long time. Marc Gasol hasn't been there for a long time. But this Bucks team has been playing together, all these guys, for a while. Obviously, they have some added additions like Brooke Lopez. Uh, yeah, Brooke Lopez. Lopez. But, you know, this core of Middleton, Bledsoe, Giannis, they, those guys have been together for a while. They know what they're doing together. So I really think that yeah. I think the Bucks are probably better against the Warriors. And especially because you have, obviously, bringing Kawhi's championship pedigree to the finals is, is I mean we saw better. what happened against the Warriors couple he doesn't you know Zaza doesn't kick his leg out and play that scumbag move and Kawhi mm. doesn't roll his ankle <laughs> that Spurs that's also, series was much that's different that's also a different team with the scumbag <laughs> big facts yeah that was dirty he better be I don't know where he is but he better be on the he better just I don't know why you would want him on your team he's yeah. still in the league he's in the Pistons 
I don't know how nah. a guy like that just doesn't get. And it's not the only player he injured. He's he's purposely injured a bunch of guys already. So I don't know how he's. Well, they just giving they just giving out contracts and they. Yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I like the Bucks, but. Dude, it's tough to beat the Warriors. Like, it's really tough to actually say a team is going to go in and beat the Warriors in seven, seven games. games with a fully healthy Warriors team. It's really hard to say. Yeah. That if anyone was going to do it, they're already gone. Houston. Yeah. yeah. Houston, Houston, Houston was is, probably the closest Houston one. Trying to be, trying to be the Warrior. You don't fight fire with fire. Like, I like. I mean, I understand that. Yo, know, like you say, threes and twos. You don't want to match those. You don't want to change and exchange those. But if Giannis is is eating in the paint, slowing his game up. He's also taking them shooters out of rhythm. Facts. And it's going to take them way longer to shoot. So and they're not going to be able to get those long rebounds and run in transition. And, yeah. and then you get let, your t- let your defense set up. So long shots equal long rebounds. Long rebounds. Giannis is at the paint every time. I like I said, we like boxing. Styles make fights. Milwaukee and matches up better. Style is ready for the Warriors. They match up. Milwaukee matches up one, one-on-one. When you go down each position, Milwaukee matches up a lot better, too, with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Cause you think about it, you put Eric Bledsoe on Steph. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a that's gonna that's gonna mess with Steph a little bit. Absolutely. Middleton on Absolutely. on uh, Middleton on Clay. on Clay. Middleton's not a fantastic defender, but he's he's pretty good and he's super long. He's a super long guy. And then obviously and Giannis, he on Giannis, and then Draymond with Brook Lopez. Yeah, and then you know Middleton got the effort, and that's sometimes yeah, that's all you Middleton want really from, from your defender. He's gonna be bumping, underrated, he's be scratching and clawing, and and that's what I want in my in my defender in the in the finals. What Very underrated. Very underrated. Chris Middleton, I'm glad he made an all-star. This dude has no recognition, and he is he's clutch. I remember last year when we played the Milwaukee, the Celtics, when you know we didn't have Kyrie and we didn't have Gordon Hayward, Middleton was still balling for them. He was still hitting yeah. the shots, and he's yeah. a solid defender, yeah. too. Yeah. Middleton is a baller. Dude's straight yeah, dog. He is. And they got yeah. they got guys, that, and they're deep. I mean, Pat, let's not forget this dude, Pat Connington, who's playing unreal for Milwaukee right now. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. this, this goofy white. I went to middle school with Project Pat Connington. Pat. I went to middle school with Pat Connington. He he grew up in my hometown, and he was a goofy kid. But like, he's that means he he comes in off the bench and hitting them daggers. And then when Brogdon (laughs) comes back, I mean, this is a team that if when when Steph and Clay and KD aren't, and I mean, we don't know when KD is going to get on the court. Now he's out. You know, game two is is he going to come back? You know, hundred percent healthy? Are they just going to rest him through the Blazers series? I don't know what they're going to do. But like when we're talking about down the road. You know, if you have a healthy KD, when those guys aren't on the court, the you know the, that's one thing about the Bucks is they're so deep that guys like Pat Connington and you know Miritich and those the dudes that are coming off their bench and playing really well, those are the George times. Hill. Yeah, George, exactly, George. I completely forgot about George Hill. George Hill's been playing really well for them too. He's those a good are the dudes. For that team too. Yeah, he's been a very good veteran presence. Those are the dudes that when you're playing Quinn Cook and Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston, mm-hmm. those are the dudes mm-hmm. that are going to start pouring points on for you. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, fellas, this has been fun. We've we've loved having you guys here. We had a really good time. Yeah. I know this, this has been a great. Um, yeah, we really enjoyed it, big time. <laughs> we I think we got to do this again. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, definitely absolutely. Gotta, uh, definitely so, got to schedule another one. So before we let you guys go, I want you to let our audience know where they can find you, who you guys are, what you guys are about. Give a give a little shout out for our followers to go and give you guys a follow and check out what you guys are about. Uh, you know, you can catch us on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave. We on Facebook, Three Man Weave. Instagram, Three Man Weave underscore. I'm Hill. That's Cannon. That's AJ. We just trying to change the narrative from mainstream media. Mm-hmm. You know, three guys. And that's JDF. Mm-hmm. We love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, they set it up. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. We love it. 
All right, so we and I want you guys to be a part of this. So we do this thing at the end of our show called Final Thoughts. And what we do is we pick something, like a, an interesting question, and then we kind of just all give our, our take on it. And we always ask stuff so our audience can kind of get to know us. So I want you guys to be a part of this one. So, Justin, what's our question for Final Thoughts today? All right, so our question from Final Thoughts today is, what was your favorite kid's show when you were a kid? So what was your favorite TV show as a kid? I watched a lot of Rugrats when I was a kid. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy, Chucky. I learned a lot. And it's kind of messed up when now as an adult, I read stuff about how, like, there was, like, the story, like, Angelica. Ah, yeah. And yeah. Every, all like, those weird theories. All those yeah. weird things. I don't <laughs> like any of that. But I used to watch a no. lot of Rugrats. So I, I probably would have to say that as, like, a kid, like a child, like, growing up, I watched I watched a lot of Rugrats. Or Rocket Power. Rocket Power. Rocket Power was lit. Rocket my my guy, Otto. Otto. <laughs> And uh, was that dude Tito? He was always high. Yeah, <laughs> that Hawaiian no dude facts. that worked at the shack. Facts. No. Uh, what you guys got? I'm a I'm a date myself a little bit. I'm a Animaniacs guy, man. Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. Animaniacs. Uh, anything Looney Tunes, man. I was stuck facts. on that. I love that. I love that. What else? I'm gonna deviate a little bit from canon because mm -hmm. I, I I rock with anything Looney Tunes too. Yeah. But also. Scooby Doo, that was Scooby. Yeah, this was my joint. Scooby, and then as I got older, I realized everybody in the Mystery Machine was hot boxing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like this ain't for kids. Yo, can I the <laughs> right, Raggy. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. Like, so I'm just like, oh, they just, they just got a hungry ass dog all the time. Nah, the and dog. They got just high as shit. <laughs> They're driving around solving mysteries, high as shit. That dude, yeah. uh, what was his name? He used to go up and he was he was messing around with you. Hey, we're gonna go check the bedroom. Shaggy and Scoop, Freddy. you go in the basement. Freddy, oh, Freddy? yeah, yeah. Freddy, was, yeah. They was in the closet playing high. Go get it. I know how. I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big facts. And what else we got over there? Oh man, hell, I was a uh, I was a Ninja Turtle fan. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good one. Ninja okay. Turtles was okay. the original. Yeah, that like the, was. Oh man, then they brought the movie out for the yeah. the first. Oh, can, can I can I ask y'all a question real quick? What's up? Did y'all did y'all know Uncle Phil played Master Splinter? What? <laughs> no, 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 no. James Avery. James Avery. James Avery was Master Splinter, bro. I just yeah. learned that like two weeks ago. It blew my mind. Yo, it blew my mind. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, not Master Splinter, Shredder. I'm sorry, Shredder. Oh, Shredder. Oh, Shredder. 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 What? I could it's still crazy. That. It's still crazy. I would never have guessed yeah. that at all. Holy shit. But yeah, Ninja Turtles, you couldn't go wrong with Ninja Turtles yeah, back then. You definitely. can't go wrong with Ninja Turtles. Justin, what you got for us? <sighs> oh, that's a tough one, even though I asked it. I know what my favorite My favorite one was one that wasn't on very long, but I used to love Godzilla when I was a kid. There was a Godzilla animated series. I used to rock yeah, that. Yeah, really? I, remember that. I love that. I don't know if I ever watched I saw, like, I remember Godzilla 2000. Oh, the 1990s. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I remember, I remember the movie. I saw when I saw it when, it when I was a kid. I was like, damn, this movie's dope. And I watched it like two or three years ago for like the first time ever again, like being an adult. And I was like, damn, this movie is a piece of trash. Holy shit, this is so bad. <laughs> when I was a kid, for movies, I was obsessed with Men in Black. Men in Black was dope. I was all about <laughs> Men in Black when it, for the movies when I was a kid. That was that was my shit. Can't go wrong. I, I was watching Men in Black the other day, man. I was, a big, I was a big Power Rangers fan, too. And they're coming out with another one. What? They're coming yeah. out with another one? With Thor. Yeah. My baby, my baby Tessa Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> she fine. Real fine. She fine. <laughs> <Real> fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, let's play an instrumental and let's get us out of here. Once again, Three Man Weave, thank you guys so much for joining us. We are going to get you on again. 
this is going to be something we hopefully can build and, and flourish with and get you guys on the show more often and start building, you know, that relationship where people can come and, and check out what you guys are up to and, and everyone can come check out what we're up to. So thank you guys for taking the time out and talking NBA with us. And we'll catch Thanks you guys soon. Us. Thank you for having us. Appreciate All right. It. Have a good night, fellas. Shout out to JDF. Let's good go. Night. Let's go.